This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Ladies and gentlemen, we do well to hear what is going on with the Navy Federal Credit Union. We've been hearing some things, but who better to get all the details from than the firm, which has actually filed suit against the credit union, the DiCello Lovett firm, and they're represented today. They're joining us here on Make It Plain in the person of uh, one whose name actually appears on the front of the firm. Adam J. Levitt is here with us. And also, Deandra Fu DeBross. Welcome to you both and Happy New Year. Thank you very much, Robert. Thank you. Happy New Year and thanks for having us. It, it's a pleasure to have you. First of all, Adam, talk to us about Navy Federal Credit Union and, and what it is, first of all. Sure. Thank you very much. And we appreciate you having us on. Navy Federal is a massive credit union. In fact, it's the largest credit union in the United States. And the thing ab about it is that the people who can actually be customers of Navy Federal, people who could actually get mortgages or file applications for mortgages are largely servicemen and women and their families and Department of Defense employees. So what the bank or what the credit union was really set up as was uh, supposed to help our servicemen and women who put their lives on the line for the United States, which is frankly is one of the reasons what's happening here is as outrageous as it is. To be clear though, uh, to show you how large it is, Navy Federal currently has about 13 million members and more than $165 billion with a B in assets. So it's the largest it's the largest credit union, as I said, in the United States. And it also has its branches on every military base all over the world, every U.S. military base. And in 2022, for example, its annual report stated that it closed almost 50,000 home loans for in that year alone worth about $16.5 billion. This is a big business with obligations to the people it's intended to actually serve. Now, Fu, in, in terms of, of the suit and what we really need to get into, we've uncovered discrimination when it comes to home loans, correct? Can you talk to us about that? Sure. I think what's unfortunate is sometimes these things are happening. Definitely Black and Latino people from communities have known for a really long time that there is discrimination in lending, and you're told, look, he, here are the things you have to do to secure a loan, and we know them. Low debt to income ratio, get your credit score up, have a stable salary. And as my partner Adam said, these are service folks that have done everything they're supposed to do to get their piece of the American pie and to buy a home, right? So it's, it, you know, a lot of the dialogue about, well, maybe they have, you know, lower credit, maybe there are other issues. The numbers that came out from established that that's baloney. 
that these folks had done their job, all of the factors that we've all had to check off to buy that home, which is a really big deal in people's lives. Black and Latino folks did that, and the numbers speak for themselves. Navy Federal approved 77% of the loans for white applicants and only 56% of the loans for Latino applicants and 48% of the loans for Black applicants. So we would like to make it um, fancier than it is, but it's an old story that's been uncovered and there really is no explanation for the discriminatory practices and denying people loans to which they're entitled so they could buy their homes. You mentioned it's an old story. Adam, this is something, is, is it familiar across the board when it comes to credit unions? Are we saying it's familiar specifically to Navy Federal? I think that what Fu meant or what she means is that the institutional racism is an old story. The discrimination is an old story. The fact is from the research we've done, the disparity that Fu just was talking about, how 77% of white applicants were approved by Navy Federal and 48% of black applicants, that is the largest gap of the 50 largest mortgage lenders in the United States. So they're good at something. They're good at racial discrimination, very clearly. And it's something that is an endemic problem, as we allege in our complaint throughout the company. And it's had a very detrimental effect on minority applicants. In fact, actually, to put a fine point on it, with Navy Federal, you can get a loan more often as a poor white person than as a rich black person. Wow. Okay. Fu, I want to just play these numbers back and then ask you a little bit more about it. 77% white applicants, 56% Latino, 48% African-American, correct? That's correct. And there is a 29% approval gap between the white applicants and the, and the black applicants. And, so, and, and again, wh over what time period is this? We would have to d double check that. I don't let me look at my notes. So. Yeah. Okay, well, that's fine. We can come back. To that. If it's just a year, that's too much. But I well, would just be yeah, curious. It's, it's, for a long time. it's significant. It's, yeah. So it's been going on uh, for some time. It, it, in a situation like this, first of all, you filed, you all filed a class action, correct? Yeah. Yes. A and so are you at liberty to say how many people are in the class? We don't know exactly how many people are in the class at this point. Okay. You do know and we believe that it's tens of thousands of people, but that's one of those things where as I say all the time, that's a question with an answer. Yeah. And the answer is in the hands of the people at Navy Federal. So we're going to learn as this case goes on in discovery, exactly what they did, exactly how they did it, exactly how many people their conduct implicated and hurt. And then I'm sure then we'll also get an answer to the time frame because you all might hear from some people who this happened to several years ago. Yes. And, and have just, just been languishing. Yeah. In our complaint, we allege a class that begins in 2018. As discovery goes on, that may get larger, it may get smaller, but from what we understood from our research, a good starting point for our complaint is 2018. So that's where we are right now. That's a five-year period. And considering that they closed 50,000 loans last year alone, 
that's a lot of loans and the number of loans they rejected is going to be a large number as well. So we're going to learn a lot, but we'll learn together. So, Fu, since you all have filed suit, has Navy Federal responded in any way or, or tried to explain their behavior? They have, under the law, a fixed time to respond, and, and that time has not arisen as of yet. Uh, generally, 30 days to come forward and either admit everything, that never happens, uh, or to, to file a denial or seek to dismiss the complaint. I, we, we imagine and anticipate, of course, that they'll deny the claims. Often companies now hide behind algorithms, but algorithms are built by people and algorithms are influenced by discrimination as well. So it's not time for them to appear, but um, it's not the first year we've been doing this. So we have a sense of what some of their defenses will be when they do respond. Adam, who runs Navy Federal? Is it run by the, the military or the Navy or the Department of Defense? Who's, who's calling the shots over there? Navy Federal, in terms of, it's actually a private company that okay. has the ability to, its intention, its goal, its platform, its mandate has been to serve U.S. servicemen and women. It's not unlike, in some ways, USAA with insurance. Their mandate has been to really work with servicemen and women and their families. And Fu, can we presume without any other information that this literally boils down to straight up racism? This can't be, because see, here's the thing, they'll, and, and this is racist too, but this is the excuses people give. People call it on half steady jobs and don't pay bills on time. But as you all disclose, these aren't just any people. These are people who work either for the Navy or family members. So these are for, they got to check. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they got to check. And if, if you read our complaint, one of the clients, again, 800 credit score. What, what exactly would you like from folks? 800 credit score, stable employment record, jointly $200,000 in income, low debt to income ratio. If that person can't get a mortgage, I, I really don't know who in the country can get a mortgage. You're right. I think implicit and explicit bias, people probably read the complaint and assumed, oh, they don't have real jobs and their credit's low, right? That's it. That's those just are not the facts. Mm -hmm. But that that feeling that people have rooted in discrimination about black and brown folks and their financial standing, I'm sure will be part of how they frame their defense as well. But that's not the case here. As Adam said, poor whites. <laughs> had a better shot of getting a loan from Navy Federal than Black folks with great credit scores, long employment history, low debt-to-income ratio, and, and all of the things. And despite what people say, facts matter. So that's why we felt confident and feel confident moving forward with the litigation. And I'll say one, I'll say one thing also, Reverend. The other thing is that with respect to what's happening now, just from a firsthand anecdotal experience, since we filed our lawsuit, our phone, as you might expect, has been ringing off the hook. The stories we've been hearing from people who believe they have, have claims, they're included in the class, they want us to work with them, they all have very similar stories. Their credit scores are really strong. Their financial histories are really strong. Their applications should have been approved, as far as we can tell, easily, and they weren't. 
So we're hearing a lot of that. So we're getting a lot of actual firsthand accounts as to what's happening here. I want to go back to who runs things over yeah. there. I, I wonder, and I guess this may be something you all will ultimately find out of the process, but I wonder if you all if, if given any thought to this. It, it, if it's run privately, but it's still Navy Federal Credit Union, and we're talking about Department of Defense people, Department of Defense employees, military, I, I wonder if the Navy or the government has sway to weigh in and say, y'all, you, you can't do this to our, our people. It, 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 am, am I barking up the right tree at all? Is that, you think that's a possibility, Foo? I do. I think we, we have a Department of Justice. We have federal mechanisms. As often it depends on the administration that can walk in and tell a public entity, you have a real issue and conduct an investigation. There are times where the feds, you know, are running parallel to litigation and they weigh in with their own investigation. As Adam says, they are the largest credit union to discriminate in housing. This is a big deal. And I think especially a bigger deal for our communities, because not to be funny, we often know these things, right? We intuit, right? You're shaking your head, Reverend. You're sitting there with a family member. You know their bank accounts, right? You know they've done everything to keep their credit score, and they've been denied a couple of times. And it's real justice to have the black and white numbers. They can dance all they'd like to dance. But those numbers are real and it can't be dismissed as a few black people lying about having resources. That 29% gap in approval between white and black applicants is stunning. And we also, we believe in the system, we're lawyers, and we do hope that there is a real investigation into Navy Federal and their practices. Yeah. And obviously sometimes, Adam, the civil has to trigger some of the other things that need to happen, even on the criminal side. So you one would hope the Department of Justice is going to look into this. This is because they've done it when it comes to other private lenders. And as yep. you all have pointed out, this is the largest. My people, a lot of right. people don't know that. I'm, right. I'm just, you all telling me this for the first time. Navy right. is the largest. Right. right. Absolutely. And I think also to that end, as everything was happening, as the information was coming out, Congresswoman Waters came out in, in the press. She was really angry about this, obviously. Who would it be? And I think there's going to be a lot going on there because as more and more information comes out, I think that the truth is going to really hurt. And I think that's something we're interested in obtaining economic justice for everyone who's been hurt by this conduct by Navy Federal. So where are we in the case? This is pretty fresh in terms of filing, I believe, right? You all filed yes. not too long ago. So what happens next? When we're, we're on the 30-day clock, I think you mentioned food for them to respond. Is that kind of where we are? We are. Sometimes they ask for an extension and, and they'll have okay. an answer. They'll have an opportunity to either answer or file a motion to dismiss, which is really a fancy way of saying their claims mean nothing. Your honor, kick it out of court. Obviously, we think that's extraordinarily unlikely. We may have to wait on a determination from the court, but then we enter what Adam described as discovery. Right. And that's where we ask for documents and data and emails and all of the things that people can't hide from. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we have a chance to take their depositions and get them under oath and get some real explanations from them. So that can be a rather lengthy process but aside from economic justice, there's also something to forcing people to tell the truth. 
And in this case, there are thousands and thousands of people who were denied, who were probably wondering, what did I do wrong? And knowing what it was and not being able to prove it. And that's very difficult, um, especially for something as personal as, as buying a home and all of us have. And it's a big deal for a family and it's a big deal uh, for financial stability. So we're, we're going to work through that discovery process. And then there will be motions later on uh, <laughs> where they try to say that we don't know what we're talking about and the case should go away. But like I said, we feel strongly. So it's it's going to be a it's going to be a, a lengthy pass path. We talked about a, a, it being a class action. That's actually something a court has to decide. The court has to say yes, this is a class, and that's based on a number of factors. Unless they do the right thing early, we have a, a lengthy path, but we think it'll be a successful one. It seemed to me they'd be incentivized to do the right thing early. This is messy. And it's to, it's to everybody's best interest. Because like you said, we're saying it here, but most people don't know that this is a private interest. I'll just be clear. Maybe I can say this. You all can't. This is me talking, y'all. This is a political year coming up. Mm -hmm. So you don't, nobody needs something that says Navy <laughs> saying that they're denying. You know what I'm saying? So that hopefully that gives people some incentive to get themselves together. This is unbelievable. There's just one final question on the stat. I know you all are still gathering that some of those who've been impacted, have you had any preliminary opportunity to look at zip codes? For example, are we finding that this disparity is greater in certain parts of the country rather than others? Or do, do we know that it is too early to know? That's an excellent question. It's still early. We're working with our outside experts right now, and that's not something we're comfortable talking about yet. It's, it's, it's part of the upfront early analysis that we're doing, that we do in every case. It's a deep dive that we take. But from what we've seen so far, I can say it's been fairly uniform as to how and when they're denying these things. It's not like there's a pocket here or pocket there. As we allege in our complaint, it tends to be, as we've seen so far, an across-the-board thing. Folks, as uh, we continue our, as a people, our onward march to justice, there's some things that just never stop, be they police violence or be they matters of home ownership and economics. And let's face it, in, in America, your wealth, your assets, whatever we have is pretty much determined. That is the, the bedrock in this country of, for a family owning a home. And this disparity has gone on for centuries. And as we can see, it's still going on and happening right here with Navy Federal Credit Union. Now, let's do this before we go. If there is anyone listening who is with the credit union, and has had this experience and just hasn't, because we know people get isolated. People don't know this. It, it just happened to me. And then they wonder, as you said, Fu, what did I do wrong? If there are people listen, say, wait a minute, myself, or I know someone who told me about this, what should they do? Should they make a call, contact to, to apply to be a part of the class? You want to respond, Phil? Sure. So I, I think the first thing is if they want to speak to a lawyer, they're, they're welcome to speak to a lawyer and they're welcome to contact us. I think we've provided our information to Cello Levitt. They can reach out to Adam or to me or to North, another lawyer, Dan Schwartz, and we're happy to speak with them and see if there is a way that we can assist them. There's two different paths. We may move forward as a class. That's a determination made by the court. Or we may determine later on that it's best to represent people individually en masse. We're happy to speak with anyone who's been through this. 
because I'm just thinking it's, it's close to home. I know a couple of folk in the credit union, just that I'd happen to know. So they, I'm going to call them today. Make sure they're good. Uh, so count on that. Folks, uh, pleasure to have on the show. And the firm is doing a lot of very important work in terms of issues of justice. And this is just another one on their docket. And it is a very important one. We learned a lot today about the Navy Federal Credit Union. Stay tuned to the news. Stay tuned here. We'll be following up on this. Happy to have with us on Make It Plain. We thank them for coming. From DeCello Levitt, the partners, Adam J. Levitt, of course, and DeAndre Food, DeBross. Thank you both very much. And thank you for this very hard work you're doing. Okay. Thank, thank you, Reverend. Thank you for your work, Reverend. And thank, thank you for having us. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.